Born and raised in Rekohu, the largest of the Chatham Islands, musician and storyteller AJ Penny is a young ambassador for the revitalisation of Moriori culture and its rongo, or music. Penny's blues rock group Black Robin provides an experience of this remote and wild southeastern part of Aotearoa, New Zealand. Alongside his own music, Penny has been collaborating with the Hokutehi Moriori Trust for many years, creating new compositions and composing music to revitalise old Moriori rongo, the lyrics of which were recorded in the 1880s and 1890s. RNZ's Claire Concannon caught up with Penny for Culture 101 at the University of Otago's Performing Arts Centre, where he's working with Alistair Fraser on Rongo for an exhibition next year. It's a, it's a wild, wild rural paradise. It's a, yeah, yeah, very wild and rural. And um, it's just, I don't know, it's a feeling you get when you're out in the middle of the ocean there, you know, on a, on a rock. And it's, um, you've got no, not too many people to rely on, but the people around you or yourself as well. So, yeah, it's a whole nother level of natural as opposed to Aotearoa, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was it like growing up there? It was awesome, yeah. It was the best upbringing, actually. Um, yeah, growing up on the island. The uh, the freedom, the whole lot, the whole lot. From uh, hunting and gathering from a young age. And, yeah, and yeah, you, you, you treat like a adult as well, from a baby, you know, all the way coming up. So I found that quite hard when I come to New Zealand because uh, obviously there's the... Um, age groups and all that sort of stuff but when you're growing up on the island you're some of your friends you feel like that are your friends are you know 20 years older than your you know and they'll come pick you up for hunting and all that sort of stuff and there's no real age differentiation you're more of a character accepted as a character on in small places or communities and the <clears throat> themes that go through your music like it's very connected to that to Rekohu, to the landscape, to your upbringing. Can you talk a little bit more about that? How has that influenced what you create? So that is my main influence, is home. Uh, the characters, the weather, yeah, the ocean, the wildness and rawness of it all. So yeah, that's, it connects very deeply into my music. And I try copy that, or even just stories from, you know, that's that like on the Black Robin side, I guess, especially like a lot of the storytelling from even just sitting around tables with uh, people yarning or telling their stories or the elders or fishermen or farmers, all that sort of stuff, or my own personal experiences. And I grew up on a lot of uh, blues and um, rock sort of music too, and I find those sounds resonate 
a lot with the Chathams for some reason. I don't know. It's a it's got a dark history down there too. Because mm. um, aside from obviously the uh, invasion of eighteen thirty five with the Maori and Moriori, there was also the sealers and the whalers, and a lot of those family lines are still there today as well. You know, so it's a very mixed gene pool of uh, people. So there's pirate stories and all that sort of stuff too. So trying to capture all of that into the music. It's a hard thing that, like, I noticed when I went to Ireland, actually, you can feel the music, like, just looking at the landscapes. That's what I found when I went to, to Ireland, eh? And, and meeting the people, and you can you can really feel the music coming out of just everywhere. And you get the same, I get the same thing coming going back to the Chatham Islands. It's a, uh, yeah, yeah, except it's a bit more dark and raw, I guess, because uh, you're really surrounded and governed by the elements down there. Mm. I mean, I've never been, but yeah, it evokes for me that thought of the west coast of Ireland where you just have the ocean smashing into rocks and everything is jagged and yeah. super raw and it can be so wild when storms come in from the west mm. and and there's so much kind of energy and poetry and mm. everything in that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's the same exactly. in the Chathams? Yeah, yeah. So there's all, all types of landscapes on the Chathams, obviously. Same, same as uh, Ireland. I mean, when you catch Ireland on a good day, I can imagine it would be like you don't want to be anywhere else in the world, eh? And same on the Chathams. You can go from roaring cliffs to, you know, sandy beaches or shelly beaches or peat beaches. Um, but, yeah, that that describes it definitely with the um, wild winds and the, uh, yeah, just the wildness of it all. And there's um, something very freeing about that I've always found when uh it shows you that you're only in control of so much of your life, eh, you know, when uh, the weather and that, really, that that's that's the thing that's all in control. Yeah. And I guess like all island communities, there's just this really deep connection to the ocean, right? Yeah, 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 correct, definitely. Yeah, my whole family was uh, from my grandfather, was crayfisherman. And you mentioned their black robin. Can you tell me a bit about black robin? Yeah, so black robin, that's my original band. That's all around Rekohu as well, the Chatham Islands, but more so the Chatham Islander side of it because um, we're, I'm obviously Moriori and Māori and everyone would say the same down there. We're all very mixed gene pools, but we umbrella ourselves as Chatham Islanders at the, at the end of the day, you know, and that's uh, the glue, I guess, that holds it all. These songs, are they're all about the ocean pretty much and stories and, yeah, very water-based. And the the name Black Robin is also very specific, very yeah, Chatham yeah, Island. That's right. Yeah. So the um, the Black Robin was nearly extinct. I can't remember in eighty eighty five. I think nearly extinct down to about three to five birds. I'm sure. But a man called Don Merton came back and uh, brought them all back to life from a uh, uh, one female bird named Old Blue. And uh, yeah, now there's over over three hundred birds. Yeah, I don't know the exact number, but yeah, on little mangere, and because their little wingspan, they can't actually fly too far, so they're based on the island full-time, which is uh, just like my heart, you know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, that was the main influence behind borrowing that name. And that, you were talking before about the kind of blues influence, and that comes out really strongly in the Black Robin music side of things, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah, blues and rock. There's a little bit of reggae in there too. That comes a lot from my brother-in-law too, who gave me my first guitar when I was 13, Pedro. Um, he'd always get CDs, big boxes of CDs shipped in, um, and it'd be like a library. He'd like pick out the ones he likes, and then he'd buy them and send the box back, and um, just pay for the ones that he's um, taken out. And uh, he always had 
amazing blues music and rock music playing. So, On your social media platforms, I've seen that you post little videos where you talk a little bit about the Moriori language and Moriori culture. Mm-hmm. What role has Moriori culture played in your life? Uh, so my, my nan, she was Moriori. And we can trace this back to my great-great-great-grandfather. It's in my blood and um, I've just been lucky enough that it's incorporated in music for these last uh, nine years. So yeah, the, the whole culture of things and, and revitalising it, I guess, is that's the big thing. And over the last nine years, there's been some big big steps, big steps made, which is awesome. Great, but um, also still in the infant phases of things, eh, you know, which is, uh, yeah, it's amazing to be be around. So how much was was passed down to you from your nan? Not much, no, not much at all. They were in the generation, they didn't really talk too much about it. Yeah, a lot of the elders didn't talk, yeah, much about it at all. Whether that was sort of forced out of them or or if they just didn't want to talk about it, I don't know, it was a tough one because I always remember my sisters and they're trying to talk to nan about it, but she didn't really want to talk about it too much, eh, but... Yeah, as, as time moved on, towards the end of her life, though, she she become a lot more open to it, which is awesome. It was especially the opening of the marae and that, because um, she could see there was movement happening, I think, eh? So, yeah, it's it beautiful that she got to experience that in her lifetime, that, that window of life, eh? And in your lifetime, you mentioned a bit about the revitalisation. What kind of things have you seen? Uh, so we've seen the, uh, the Apology from Crown, happened that was just before COVID or during COVID I think yeah a couple of years ago revitalization of rongo which I've been helping with and um yeah and and language in general that there's just been the Moriori app released um online I think they're still working on like the solid app but uh it's just been released online and it's beautiful there's karaki and rongo and there's audio files to listen to them so you get the correct pronunciation there's a starting of a dictionary on there yeah big steps big steps and it's been it's been amazing. What would you like to see in the future? Uh, for it to be, for Moriori language to be just like Māori or uh, all, all our Polynesian brothers, really, brothers and sisters. Yeah, for it to be just thrown in conversation like kia ora or kia orana or kia oranga is the Moriori word for hello. So, yeah, just to be thrown in conversation like that because it strengthens it as well, you know. It um, normalises it and makes it uh, just part of and integral to Aotearoa culture as well, and Polynesian culture. So on that, rongo means song, mm-hmm. but also me rongo is, is something different. Peace, yeah, yeah, peace. Uh, so rongo means song, it can be peace, or it can be a karaki as well, I guess. Um, yeah, and that's the meaning, peace, though, rongo, which is a, it's a beautiful thing because that's the the main thing for Moriori, is peace and the, the peace covenant, you know, so it's a... It's a beautiful thing to incorporate that with music, you know. So do you speak the language? No, not so much. I mean, learning, learning just like all of us. Yeah, it's all very green. So, uh, yeah, Kiwa Hammond is actually doing a lot in, to do with the revitalisation of that side of um, the mahi, which is awesome. There's webinars on YouTube and also on the Moriori app. There's all the webinars on there um, that help with the pronunciations. And, yeah, and also uh, Mana Cracknell, he, he helped as well. Which was awesome. He's a he's a great man. So we're <clears throat> catching up in the recording studio on the University of Otago, where you and Alistair Fraser have been 
busy at work over the last day and a half. So what have you been doing specifically for this project? So we are creating the uh, rongo or the music for the video clip that they're going to have. It will be an immersive experience, I'm, I'm pretty sure, in, in the dome. So um, yeah, we've picked some uh, beautiful rongo or karaki to suit. So we do karaki to open, then rongo, then karaki sort of to open each segment. And um, yeah, we're going for the things that are integral to Rekohu, which are um, like the ocean, the land, community. And specifically, one of the instruments that you're working with is a miheke oro. Can yep. you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, so that was the that's the traditional albatross bone flute uh, from the Moriori people. Uh, whether it was influenced by the Maori or not, I'm not too sure. But um, yeah, it's beautiful. There's been some 3D prints happen happen for them, and um, yeah, it's just amazing to uh, see the uh, that that happening. You know the um, that part of revitalization too, you know, and I think technology, that is a display of the positives of technology these days, you know. It's beautiful, I think, in any culture to um, be able to maintain or uplift culture in these sorts of ways. Is, yeah, it's an amazing thing, yeah. So you're working on the compositions and Alistair and Jen, or just Alistair is, is playing the flute? Yeah, yeah, I think Alistair and Jen will be playing the flute and I'll, I'll sort of tinker in there. I'm yeah, still learning those two teaching me, you know, there are, which is amazing because they're both masters at their, at their crafts and that's so have them sort of uh, teaching me as well is, it's a beautiful thing. For you personally, how does it feel to be involved in this kind of thing? It's awesome. Yeah. It's a, it's a blessing. It's a, it's a pinch, pinch myself sort of moment a lot of the time that music in general, really, because I'm um, growing up in a place where it's great fishing or farming or you don't, you don't really look at music or art as a as a thing you can do, you know, even though you grow up with great music and all that sort of stuff, you just don't think you can, it's like a avenue out for you. Yeah, to be part of this this project's yeah, another awesome step for Moriori um, culture. What are the things that you think people don't know or maybe misunderstand about Moriori culture? That we're completely extinct, extinct I think, that's a... That's still a big one, especially on TikTok, actually. That's what I've uh, sort of gathered because it was one of the Moriori videos that you might have seen on Instagram or um, social media that went kind of viral on uh, TikTok. And the amount of comments that were that mostly positive, mostly positive, which is awesome, um, but the amount of comments that were like, that said, this is amazing because we didn't know, we all thought, we thought you were all sort of gone. Yeah, that's that's quite that's probably the biggest misconception, I guess. Uh, so to clear that up, yeah, <laughs> we're still here, living and breathing and creating. So it's a yeah, it's beautiful. What I'd like to see in my lifetime of not just Moriori music, but my music in general, or my main goal behind it all, would be to open the door or be able to give a hand up to anyone that wants to do art from the Chathams, you know, uh, any type of artistic media. Um, yeah, because even myself, I feel like I'm just the new, so like, you know, the first sort of one trying to carve the, the path in a way. But um, if I can, yeah, do that in my window of life, I'd, you know, I'd love that to be able to help people do, yeah, do art and music.
That's Man of the Sea by Black Robin, the band of our latest last guest, AJ Penny, evoking the culture of Rekohu in the uh, Chatham Islands. That's an outdoor gig this summer I'd love to see out there on the oceans. AJ Penny was with RNZ's Our Changing Worlds, Claire uh, Concannon, who recorded that interview for us at Culture 101. And Claire has a fascinating bigger story about the Moriori project at Otago Museum, uh, which also includes Alistair Fraser playing everything from crayfish legs to barnacles and even a seal skull. There's a link on our Culture 101 story webpage.